Okay, so we this is our first episode. We're going to make a lot of mistakes. So if like it sounds weird, get, we edited very poorly. Um so um my mom will be asking me questions about the first two chapters of the Harry Potter book, which is um Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone depending on where you live and what you call it. So, what do you know about this book, Mommy? Uh, this is the first one? Yeah, this is the first one. It's got I some know, beautiful pictures. Yeah, I know there's a train. <laughs> Can you that, see it on the cover? Yeah, that takes children to this magical world where they live in this boarding school with no parents. That's it? That's all you know? Well, and other than the little things that you tell me. Well, you need to let the, our listeners know. Well, I mean, from an adult standpoint, I think, you know, it's a little unrealistic to think that um, these kids are all just going to live, oh hundreds God. of them, without any discipline. There is! There is! There's Filch, McGonagall, Dumbledore, Snape, Flitwick, Sprout, Professor Victor! I mean, I could go on and on. There's a lot of professors, okay? Hagrid! I mean, Hagrid's best, okay? But, yeah. They're filch. They get disciplined. They get detention. Oh, well, don't worry. Their parents can send letters to them. Calm down. Yeah. And they're not completely cut off. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I know that you have really enjoyed reading them, so I know that there must be some real magic to it. Yeah, like, I really like how they go through, like, how J.K. Rowling and how it's written is you can paint a picture in your mind very, very easily. And this book is just, I think, the best probably one because it, it's the shortest. It's only, what, like 300 pages? No, it actually might be 200. Oh, my God, it's like 243 pages. <laughs> so was there like a moment when you were reading this book where it just kind of like, No, it was clicked? like when the first, the first time that I, that I read and witnessed magic was when Dumbledore used this magical device, which we'll get into later. Um, and I was like, oh, you can do that? And then I just was completely immersed in the Harry Potter series and I wanted to get all the books. So, wow. yeah, and I, I came into it thinking, nah, I don't think it's going to be good. And I didn't actually know how much magic there was. I thought it would just be this kid being an idiot. But no, it's a lot better than that. Oh. Um, so... Let's get started in this the book. So the first two chapters are chapter one is the boy who lived, and chapter two is the vanishing glass. So what do you think these these things mean of the boy who lived and looking at the pictures in the book? So it's talking about it looks like his childhood, and you think this is Harry's childhood. Well, <laughs> okay. okay. So the, I know that those are the Pruitts. The Pruitts, know, no, no, no. Their names aren't the Pruitts. <laughs> the Dursleys. The Dursleys. The Dursleys. Yes. Well, and I know anything. that he lived with the Dursleys. So I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking early Harry. Early Harry. This is early Harry. No, that's Dudley. Correct, Amanda. You got that right. And who do you think this is? Mister Dursley. Yeah, so we're going to call him Vernon because Mr. Dursley, it's too hard to say. And this is Petunia with a horse face. 
Okay, so it says, I'm going to read this first paragraph because it's very, very important. For oh, you're character. going to be reading. No, no, I'm going to be like reviewing kind of. Uh, so Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four, Privet Jive, were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. They were the last people you'd, you'd expect to be involved with anything strange or mysterious because they didn't hold of such nonsense. So they clearly got some views, like very, very strict views. Um, yeah, and I think it's interesting that JK, because we can call her JK, Yeah, right? we can call her JK. Um, Use the word normal. Right? Because what does the definition of normal really mean? Because she's about to go into... Well, I think what she's... Compa- she's comparing normal to the magical world. Kind of so, like, they're saying that they're normal. They don't live in the Bahamas. Or well, normal people live in the Bahamas. But they're not rich and fancy, you know? Like, they're, they're just a normal... Family living in a normal house like us making nonsense. Yeah. But yeah. So I think that. Could she also be saying that normal really isn't that great? Yeah. Um. We also got to remember that like normal to them is a lot different than um normal to them is a lot different than normal to other people. So they think they should just not be involved with anything and really kind of are a bunch of rats. They just think that whatever they want, they want. And I just noticed in the picture it says, boring is our business. So that's that's really interesting. So, um, yeah, and I'm going to read the descriptions of them because it's very important, their descriptions, because... Annoyingly enough, in every book, they describe their descriptions, which is kind of annoying. But, so, um, Mr. Dursley, uh, he was a big um, and beefy man with hardly any neck, although he, although he had a very large mustache. And then Mr. Dursley is thin, blonde, um, and in the other books, they describe her as horse-faced, which is really interesting because I don't know if that's a compliment. Probably isn't. Um, so... Even though horses are beautiful, but, like, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, she had twice as much as the usual neck, which came very useful as she spent much of her time craning over garden fences and spying on the neighbors. So this is, like, I think, like, the stereotypical white wife because, like, it's all just, like, stalking people and being kind of, like mean and snooty, which I think is 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 very interesting, but very good for this book and how she's written, um, and like her the thing that she says to her and things that she says to people, I think is important that she is the stereotype, which is not completely a stereotype. There are people like this, but yeah. So. Yeah, so the author's really setting the stage for, okay, this is normal, you know, some could argue boring, and then, boom, you enter this magical world. That Technically, only you don't. I'm going to give you a warning. This, this chapter has nothing to do with Harry. Oh. So, um, there's, there's very few chapters that aren't in Harry's perspective or, like, a third person's perspective. So, like, in the books, what, which one? Let me grab this one the fifth one so in this 
one, most of it is Harry's perspective, but some of it, she kind of, like, switches from Harry's perspective, like Harry thought, or then, or then, like, a third person kind of coming in and explaining it, and there, there's a lot of narrator stuff, a lot of narrator stuff. Hmm. Um, so... But getting back to this one, this is just... This is just third person, really. Um, and then the second one is not third person, and it's um, in Harry's perspective. So, um, their son Dudley, they had a small son Dudley, who in their finer opinion, for in their opinion, there was no finer boy anywhere. So, I'm going to tell you that Dudley is a year old, so Harry is a year old. So, when the legendary scene of Voldemort trying to kill him happened, which you probably know nothing about, happened when he was a year old. So, that's why the chapter is called The Boy Who Lived, because this guy who killed everyone couldn't kill an infant. Like, it's a big deal. Like, big deal. Right, because it comes back later in the sixth book, right? The boy who lived that's come to death. No, no, that's the seventh. So we can get out of that, like, millions of books later. But, yeah, that's, that's a very famous line from the movies, which are a bunch of trash, in my opinion. Like, did a horrible job. So, um, yeah. So then we get into this another paragraph that says, um, the Dursleys had a secret and their greatest fear that someone could discover it. They didn't think they could bear it if anyone found out about the Potters. So, we find out that the Dursleys are ashamed of the Potters. So, I will tell you now, Petunia, her sister, is Lily the God Potter. So, her middle name is actually not the God, but, I mean, I'm Lily, so, yeah. (laughs) I can say that. And so, their sister's... And we see in the seventh one, um, I'm trying not to give you any spoilers, but we see in the seventh one, Petunia and Lily's relationship and how that wasn't really the best thing. Um, and how uh, Petunia was very, she was wanting to go into the wizarding world, but then wasn't. And she was, she was actually older than Lily. So um, later in the book, it says Petunia called her a freak. Um, and like, and I think she said something like, and then she got a freak and then she met her good for nothing husband and mind you, she got blown up, which technically she didn't, but I mean, another episode, another story. Um, so, God, <laughs> your face, you're like, I don't get this at all. So, um, oh my gosh. So, yeah, the Potters and the Dursleys are the complete opposite, um, And so, do you have any questions on the Potters? Well, no. I mean, I do know that Dudley does not is not a good a good role model for kids who are you know he bullies kids, which yeah. So the thing with Dudley is he grew up with this kid who like he didn't even know. Didn't even look like him. And his parents automatically hated him. So he's going to grow up hating this kid that his parents hate. So he's oh. kind of taking off of his parents. And his parents are really setting a horrible example for him. Um, 
Oh, so you're really saying that it's his, his parents' fault. He could have grown up loving this kid and caring for this kid that wasn't actually a part of his family, but you'll get into later in the books, which the, I will talk about this a lot, of why Harry had to stay with the Dursleys. Because if he didn't, there could be a lot of problems. Um, so I think that Aunt Petunia kind of knew about magic. She was aware of it. She didn't tell anyone, obviously, because she didn't, uh, as she said, she didn't hold of such nonsense. But letting this, this, her nephew into the house was very important, and it comes into play seven books later. But, I, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'll tell you a bit about the Potters. So, the Potters live in Godric's Hollow. And Godric's Hollow is this place where a lot of, when wizards went into hiding, a lot of them went and lived in this place called Godric's Hollow, which was secret from muggles. The muggles couldn't really see it. And, yeah. So, it was very, very important that Godric's Hollow is mentioned. Well, it's not mentioned, but I'm going to say it because Godric's Hollow is very important. Um... So, um, so adult Tuesday morning, our story starts, and, um, none of them notice a large tawny owl flutter past the window. So, what do you think, what do you think this is? What do you think this sentence means? Because it's very important, and it's one of the only ways that wizards communicate. Well, I do know that the theme of Owl is really embedded throughout the entire series. And it's just, why do they, why do they pick an owl, like, out of any animal? <laughs> okay, so this is one of the problems I have. They have no technology whatsoever. No TV, no phones, nothing. So I think that, uh, I don't know, because I think that they... Wizards don't like muggles. They separate themselves from muggles because there's a lot of stories that say, you know, witches are bad, we burn witches, whatnot. And that, in the wizarding world, happened. And witches suffered that. But, I mean, they had wands. They did a spell at Hocus Pocus. They, instead of instead of fire burning them, it was tickling them. And, um, this book, where is it? Um... Somewhere in here, there's this witch who um, did this thing. I think she was a metamorphologist, uh, where she could change her appearance at will. And she went in different disguises and just did this spell. She got herself burned and did this spell. <laughs> she pretended to die, and then and then with someone else, it was it's absolutely hilarious. Um, but so yeah, that's one of the only ways. Wizards communicate, and we'll get into the second book where they mention something called flu powder, which is another story. So, um, then we, on the corner of the street, he noticed the first sign of something peculiar, a cat reading a map. For a second, Mr. Dursley didn't realize what he had seen. He jerked his head around to look, and there was a tabby cat standing, sitting, standing on the corner of Privet Drive, but there wasn't a map in sight. So, 
what do you think happened? And actually reading that out loud, I, I, I have a question. Um, so ask, ask a question about that. What, what are you wondering about that? And what are you mm. wondering about who that cat could be? Well, I have a question about what is the relationship between the owl and the cat. Owl and cat. So what is it? So is like the cat telling the owl where to go based off of the map? <laughs> no. Okay, so magical owls can understand humans and they know where to go. So yeah. <laughs> Which is another problem with the series is how do they know where to go? Can they read? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, serious, I know where he is. He's at Billy Bob Joe's house. Let me go, let me go to Billy Bob Joe's house. Um, so, so yeah, so the cat has a relation with the magical war, but the cat and the owl have no relation at all. Um, so this cat actually comes into play later, so we gotta remember her. And I will tell you, this cat is the best cat in the world. Hmm. And <laughs> yeah. I don't even like cats. You don't even like cats, but you gotta love this cat later, okay? Um, so, um, so we saw strange people in cloaks. Um, so another question with this, why do wizarding people wear cloaks? I don't know. It's a question I've always asked. Also, how do they... Why are they in the Muggle World? Get yourself out of the Muggle World! Gosh! <gasps> but, yeah. So, do you have any questions about, about this? No, no. I mean, I, I'm really interested in to know all of your insights. And so, and we're only on page three. We so, only are. We are only on I page three, and it's been like 15 minutes. There's going to be lots. There is going to be a lot. How many more pages do we have? Oh, yeah, we got a lot. Okay, so, um, we, uh, an emerald green cloak, um, and we got to remember that there's a lot of old people in the Orson world. They're either, either super young people or super old people. Mm. So That's it's like, like the, the wise only... teaching the young. Well, uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> okay. Teaching um, win for me. No, but that uh, you'll you'll see you'll see. So um um so Mister Dursley goes into work. He had forgotten about the people in cloaks until uh, he passed one of them going to the baker's. Um, he caught a few words that they were saying. The Potters. That's right. That's what I heard. Yes, their son Harry. So, we find out that the Wizarding World is buzzing, which I'm wondering, how did Wizarding World get gossip? It's not like someone could be like, they post on like Twitter and be like, yo, the Dark World, the Dark Lord is destroyed by this infant, guys. Yeah, well, do they just send it by an owl? Like, I guess, like, I mean, but what some, the things that happen in the Wizarding World, when, because, um... Harry and his family used to live in Godric Hollow. Um, I think that with all the wizards around, they were like, oh, dang, look at that. Oh, that's Dark Lord. i got to go tell my buddy. <laughs> and so they just, they kind of, it spreads like wildfire. Um, 
And uh, that happens in Hogwarts too, where one thing, if one thing says something or one thing, then all of a sudden the Gryffindors know, and then the Ravenclaws know, and then the Slytherins know, and then the Slytherins are teasing the Hufflepuffs, and the Hufflepuffs are fighting back, and Neville's dead. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the Hufflepuffs are probably the last to know. Oh no, those are the best people on the planet. They live right next right to the kitchens. They hanging out with their house elf buddies. They're busy, okay? They don't like gossip. Um, so, Mrs. Weasley stopped dead. And what happened was, he didn't, like, he didn't even know if his nephew was named Harry, which is a problem. Um, you should know what your nephew's name is. Um... And so he was going to call Miss Petunia, but the Potters weren't such an unusual name. But I mean, uh, ish. So um, then I'm gonna read this. So Mr. Jersey realized. Or, okay. So he found it a lot harder to concentrate on drills. What are drills? Can I just can we clarify this? I was wondering this for the entire series, but this is a British book, so you might not know. I have never, to look it up. I mean, drills, that sounds very military. I mean... I don't know. I don't he think... works in a building. Yeah. And maybe, like, oil drills, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. Um, uh, he left the building at 5 o'clock, still, worry, still uh, worrying that he walked straight into someone just outside the door. Sorry, he grunted. Um... Uh, the little man was wearing a violet cloak. Dang, these ones got fashion. They got style. I mean, like, if you're going to wear a cloak, it might as well be black because violet just, like, sticks out like a sore thumb. I know. Well, that's the thing with wizards. They stand out. Um, on the contrary, he spoke to a wide smile with a squeaky voice that made passers by stare. Don't be sorry, my dear sir, for nothing could upset me today. Rejoice, for you know who has gone at last. Even your muggles yourself should be celebrating on this happy, happy day. So we clearly know that you know who is dead-ish and that the entire wizarding world is partying. Well, but you're reading for this for the first time. You have no idea what she's talking about. No, 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 no idea, but I'm reading this for like the eighth time and I know what she's talking about. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, so, he was, you know, he was rude to the spot. He'd been hugged by a complete stranger and then he disappears. So, another problem that I have. You can disapparate in the muggle world. That is a problem. You can't just be like, yup, hey, bye. And then you just disappear with a crack. Like, the mix. No sense, and there should be some security. Hmm. There should be laws against that. I know, but like the wizards, they disapparate. It's basically if you did, if you can disapparate, you can go anywhere. Well, unless you get splinched, but I mean, another story, another time, another episode. Um. So. Um. So the cat. So he said shoe. The cat did not move, uh, so he got back from work, and the cat didn't move, which cat will come in later. So, blah, blah, blah. So, and finally, bird watches everywhere, blah, blah, blah. So, the owls are just, like, they're, they're, they're hardly seen in the daytime, but they're flying around during the daytime. Um, which, another question, can owls sleep? Like, do they sleep? Yeah, they gotta sleep. 
I don't know, maybe they're magic, not the sleep or something. Um, now, Jim McLaughlin, well, Ted, um, viewers all apart from Kent, Yorkshire, and Dundee, which I don't know what those places are, I'll have to look that up with, um, girls, um, I've been phoning in instead of rain, instead of rain that I promised them, there have been a downpour of shooting stars. I still do not know what this is. I don't know. I've read the entire series like four different times and I still don't know. You don't know what shooting stars are? I don't know what that means in the magical world. It might have been fireworks. It, it might have been Quidditch. I have no idea. Hmm. So that's a problem. Um, so uh, we'll turn the page. Um, so blah blah blah. The Dursley went to bed. Okay, so I love this line, and I think the chapter should have ended on this line, but he didn't. The Potters knew very well that what Petunia thought about their kind. He couldn't see how how he and Petunia could have get mixed up in in anything. That might have been going on. He yawned and turned over. It couldn't affect them. How very wrong he was. Hmm. Oh, he was so wrong! He was so wrong! So, oh, he God. really doesn't want to get involved with the, with the wizarding world. No, he does not. Because he thinks it's dangerous or because the, he thinks it's Well, silly. I mean, if someone puts a wand at you, it's like a gunpoint. Like, if I put a stick and pointed at you, that's what Harry does a lot in the books, is he, he threatens him with a wand, which I think is a very interesting technique, and I probably would have done that. Um, but, yeah, so, like, holding someone at wand point is holding someone at gunpoint. But you can turn them into jelly also. <laughs> so, yeah, you can do many different things with a wand. Um, so don't read ahead. I am reading ahead because... You shouldn't! You shouldn't! What I are you doing? see the name of this man that... Oh, I love this man. You I have love him. spoken thousands of times. <laughs> you massage your head. Yes, just, I mean, his name I could say in my sleep. Okay, so his name, what is his name? His name is Albus Dumbledore. Incorrect! His name, and I will correct you all for all those muggles listening out there. The correct term to call this man is Albus Percival, his father's name. Wolfric Brian Dumbledore is his name. So get it right. <laughs> okay, guys, please call him by his full name and get him some socks for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, wait, wait. We're not done. We're not done. Wait. So, I think we should wrap this episode up with basically just introducing Albus. Okay. And then we'll do a, a, a another part one. All right. Okay. Well, my sister's in Til here. Till next so. episode. Muggles. Bye. See you, see you later on the next episode. <laughs>